the only podcast that records through Island Vacation. This is Bombers. Welcome to Bombers. We are here from sunny and pleasant Delfino Island, uh, recording on vacation. I am Bomber number five, Anthony, aka Deg. With me today, we have Bomber number three, Zyber, aka Zyber. Yep, I'm currently being taken prisoner. What? What's happening? Is that? Oh no, it's a. Uh... What Shadow Shay? Is that is that who that is? Who's got you? Uh no, it's just these Delfino people. They think that I like poisoned the island or something. I don't get it. Oh. You're gonna be put on trial and forced to clean up? Hopefully not. I wanna be on vacation. Well you you can enjoy your vacation after you beat up Bowser, I guess. This this whole bit is growing old like almost immediately. <laughs> Well, whose fault is that? Well, it's Shay's fault because he actually is on vacation to Hawaii this weekend. So there will be no bomber number one with us on this episode. It's just me and Zyber cleaning up the island. Per the huge. Per the huge. Should be a fun. Uh, should be a fun episode. There was a bit of a hectic week this past week, huh, Zyber? Yeah, I've been sick. Well, yeah, you've been sick. The internet's been sick. It's a, it's a good time to... Internet is always sick. Well, you're not wrong about that. It's a good time to invest in uh, social media, though, with everything that's been happening. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, of course. Facebook was down for a full day. First of all, thank goodness. I actually, like, had a day without anxiety. It was really nice. Oh, I didn't notice. Probably <laughs> because I never get on Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp. Yeah. Although, I did see an interesting... Um, article that was talking about how WhatsApp going down affected a lot of other countries other than America because of the... yeah, apparently they like use that to interact with each other instead of email or phone calls or text messages they use WhatsApp and then they don't bother giving each other like their email addresses or anything so if it goes down they have no way to communicate yeah I mean it makes sense when you think of cell phone coverage and phone coverage in general through you know the majority of the world other than America, but then when it comes to like, oh, I didn't give you my email, it's like, well, that feels like a thing that maybe you should have exchanged at some point. Yeah, like I hear that about like colleges and stuff. I go, how can you not find your professor's email address? Go on the website and look it up. The internet still exists. You can go to the college's uh, online uh, email directory or whatever, <clears throat> presumably, I would hope. Yeah, I know when I was in college, there was like three different chat apps that I had to use because of group projects. Ugh, gross. If you're on if you're on the colleges, like if you have a college email, you should be able to just go into your like Outlook and type your professor's name, right? Like it'll auto-populate from the global email book. Oh, question only mark? if you only if you use Exchange or Office 365. Oh. That yeah, that's true. Which my my uh, university used Gmail, so you don't get that with Gmail. Well, um, no, it depends on how because if the university presumably would have a um, educators account and those accounts, like I I have 
an email with the volunteer group that I do for the conventions. And we have our own internal list where I can just start typing a name of someone who's on our same domain and it will auto-populate. Well, maybe the faculty and teachers can because they were actually on a different domain than students. Oh, they don't. you don't have like student emails that are issued through... We had student emails, but they were a different domain than the faculty and staff. Ah, I see. That's a problem. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, Twitch got hacked. So that's... That's a separate thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the social media problem, Zyber. Keep up. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't changed your Twitch password yet or something, you should probably do that. Yeah, and enable two-factor authentication, which, frankly, most security experts will advise. Just enable 2FA for literally all of your internet accounts. It's just better that way. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of applications you get on your phone, like I use Duo. I just have um, Authy myself. A-U-T-H-Y. Well, there's Google Authenticator. There's the Google Authenticator. I mean, if, you're, if, if you... If you trust Google. Yeah, if you, if, as long as you trust Google not to get hacked. Um, or just the straight up, we'll send a text message to your phone when you try to sign in, which is also an option. I like the two-factor apps that you can just, like, click allow so it just signs in without asking for a code. Oh, but that are... also depends on the site you're trying to sign into. I I both love and hate the way that Discord does it because you can just pull up your phone that's logged into Discord and do the um, QR, QR code, which is which is both great and also seems slightly unsecure to me. Oh yeah, well like apparently people were like sending links to people that if they clicked on it it would bring up like the two factor prompt for them to click on and it would allow the person who sent the link to sign into their account. Yeah, remember that one time that my Steam got hacked in that exact manner? That's what you get for clicking on things. Well, it pulled up the authenticator thing, and I didn't check to see if it was an actual authenticator window or a in-window pop-up. Because who would normally check that? I'm, I check it now because it happened to me. <laughs> That's like I heard a story about a guy, like, he had it where the two-factor would call his phone and he would have to, like, say yes or press one or something like that. And so, like, even if he wasn't the one signing into something, he would sometimes get two-factor calls and he would just press one and allow people in. Well, then what's the point of setting up your two-factor? <laughs> what is this guy that, doing? He's not understanding the purpose. That's crazy. I don't even, I don't even know. Like, there's no helping people like that. Mm. Yeah, I had the issue yesterday. I was trying to get someone to let me uh, remote onto their computer, and they downloaded the thing, and I'm just like, cool, uh, if you're using Chrome, the download will be in the bottom left. And he goes, well, it's not there. I go, are you using Chrome? He goes, I don't know. Well, what did you open? The internet. And I'm just like... Oh, no, one of those. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had this situation in, like, two years. This is the first time in two years that someone didn't know what browser they were on. You're going to have to update the incident board that's hanging on the wall behind you at work. Yeah. It, it has been X days since. <laughs> he was using Internet Explorer, by the way. <laughs> I had a feeling if he said I opened On Windows internet. 10 in 2021. Which means that When was... Internet Explorer is supposed to no, no longer exist in, like, a few months. <laughs> I thought it just didn't exist. I thought it was all Edge now. Well, there's a lot of computers that if you try to search for Internet Explorer, it will only show Edge now, which is really annoying because there are actually still some settings tied to Internet Explorer 
Oh, I, I frankly had thought that Microsoft had pushed an update that had removed Internet Explorer from machines entirely. Yeah, that that's called Windows 11. Well, yeah, that is true. Which, that what, came out, actually, this it, week. Oh, really? This week? I knew it was coming soon. Oh, boy. Yeah. Remember when uh, so, Windows uh, 10 was the quote-unquote last Windows? Yeah. So, here's here's what my theory is. Because, <laughs> like, have you noticed that, like, they tried getting everything off a of control panel and onto the generic Windows 10 settings instead. I hate it. Well, they failed. So my theory is they're just like, all right, fine, screw it. We'll just make Windows 11 where it won't have control panel at all. I I mean, I haven't actually looked at 11 to prove this, but... <laughs> I hate that, like, dumbing down of computer interface. I understand the drive to do it, but I feel that you shouldn't remove options from your consumers. You should provide options so that if someone oh, yeah. wants to use like the file explorer and the control panel they can and if they don't want to use it then you have your settings and all of that like i don't understand yeah. like it's one thing options. to yeah. have a completely new operating system with completely different settings it's another thing to have a new operating system with the same settings and then you slowly get rid of them without telling anyone <laughs> right so then, like, I'll just be doing my job as, like, wait a second, this is no longer here. Where'd it go? The no press release or anything. It's just, suddenly, I can't do the thing that I could do yesterday. You know what my favorite thing to hate about Windows 10? I mean, they Microsoft? So, so it took years to finally tell get everyone in an office setting to shut down their computers I... every now and then. So that they're completely shut down, and they're not up for five years straight. So what do they do with Windows 10? They make it where shutdown is now actually hibernate. I hate it. I hate it so... That is my... I shut down my work computer at the at close of business every single day out of habit. And I'll get uh-huh. I'll, I'll be on calls with IT, and they're like, You're, it looks like your computer hasn't shut down in six weeks. And I'm like, I shut it... Ah, oh, stupid Windows 10. There it. is there is a setting to turn that off so that shutdown actually does shut down. And it's Is there? I don't know how to do there it. Is. Uh, listen, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's in control panel. <laughs> after this episode, you I'm going to contract you to teach me how to do that. Cool. Yeah, so like when I worked at a really big company, uh we finally convinced them to make a group policy to just have that turned off for every single computer because Wow, all of a sudden, we're not getting a ton of tickets that require us to restart people's computers because it's just doing starting it. naturally from them shutting it down. And yeah, and that's another thing, though. Like, we've been, we've ingrained in people's heads to shut down. There's no, never a reason for them to have to restart the computer. Why would they need to restart the computer? That's, and, and that's, now that's the thing. we had to suddenly tell them, oh, I'm sorry, shutdown isn't actually shut down. Please restart the computer. And that's the, that's the insane thing to me is. At the end of the day, what am I going to do? Restart my computer and then turn it off? How does that make sense? Yeah. So my current company, like, we support a ton of small businesses. So uh, a few months ago, they put me on a project to go to all the small businesses' servers and do these things. I was like, you know what? While I'm doing this, I'm going to make group policies to turn off that setting. And I've been doing that. You're you're doing God's work, Zyber. (laughs) I am. And, like, every time I kept explaining it to, like, my higher-ups, they're all like, what? I've never heard of that before. I go, yeah, because you probably haven't thought about it. <laughs> That's... 
you, you need a pay raise. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Speaking of payments and pay raises, how about that bombastic news? Let's let's finally get to that. You know, twelve minutes into the episode. <laughs> All right, it is time for the best part of the episode, Bombastic News, where I talk about news that is bombastic. If you would like to uh, continue our rant about Windows 10 issues in the hopes that Windows 11 might somehow actually be better, even though it won't be because that's how every other Windows OS works, <laughs> feel free to join our Discord. Link in the description below. It is wild that it is every other Windows. They're like Star Trek movies. Every other one is bad, and every other one is good. What's up with yeah. that? Yeah, they skipped 9, so technically 10 could be the bad one, and now 11's going to be the good one, but I highly doubt it, because 10 was at least better than 8. Well, well, 10, 10 is better than 8. 8 was terrible. Who cares about 9? They skipped it, so it doesn't factor in. 7 was good. Millennium was bad. Uh, yep. I guess Vista XP, was bad. Guess... XP was good. That's it. I f- totally forgot that Vista existed. Oof. Yeah, that was bad. That was almost as bad as Millennium. Anyway, sorry, uh, bombastic news. We're just going to yes. rant about this is the Microsoft episode, apparently. <laughs> you can also email us uh, how much you hate Microsoft operating systems at our email. This is bombers at gmail.com where we will not respond, but we will laugh that you actually did that. We'll definitely read it. Believe Maybe. me. Someone we do s- have a few things later on to read that were emailed to us, actually. Yeah, I'm excited about that, but let's not spoil it quite yet. Keep listening to find no. out. Yeah. Uh, also, if you would like to listen to us in more than just podcast-related things, you can follow us on Twitch at This Is Bombers, where we play video games. Every Friday we do community night where we play you know, party games, things communities can do. Uh, Sunday is Bomb Do Valley. Nope. No, sorry, Tuesday's Bomb Do Valley. Sunday is Bombheim or just survival, survival of the Survival of the Bombist. That's actually not a bad name. I might steal that. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You did. Uh you can also follow us at Twitter at This Is Bombers, where we are going to be posting tweets. Stuff. Soon soon there will be an actual reason to follow us on Twitter. Isn't that exciting? I mean, you can look in the past to see fun Metopia pictures, but that was a while ago. There are some good Metopia things on there. That is true. And uh, if you feel like you desperately need to become friends with us, well, you you can... you do. You can join our Patreon, This Is Bombers, and give us uh, $5 to be a friend of the show, similarly to how Haley, Himaru, and Minted Peas are. Or you can give us 10 bucks a month excuse me to become best friends of the show Burp like Anne, rob and josie we love you uh all six of you but definitely our best friends more i mean i'm pretty sure i love Haley the most but uh, that's a bit biased well you I mean, humble brag kind of for those who know they know uh we also should talk about the upcoming releases this week how about that there, How about that? There's not there's not much super exciting, but there's some interesting stuff. We oh, have... I'm excited very much for two of these. Well, yeah, two of them are cool, two of them are lame. Of the two that are cool, one of them is slightly more like topical to the bombers, I think. Although honestly, I'll probably play both of them. Uh let's let's get into it though. It is October twelfth. 
Back for Blood finally drops for PS4 and 5, all of the Xboxes, and on the PC. Which, uh-huh. let's be honest, just getting on PC. Right? Does it have crossplay? I believe Back they said that it was going to have crossplay. Will Back for Blood be cross platform? That's not the same, I don't think. Should have, uh, should have probably looked this up before the, the episode, but here we are. Well, what's the fun in that? Back for Blood. Crossplay. Back for Blood does support crossplay and cross-platform multiplayer between PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Perfect. So, there you go. May I'll get it for PS5 then. Should get it for for PC. I know. I'll be playing that probably uh, with Hamaru. Certainly, I know Hamaru's been excited about that. Friend of the show, Hamaru. Well, I just remember us playing Left 4 Dead 2 and how disasterific that was. Yeah, but, but it was fun. And this will be... That terrible mall. <laughs> yeah, this will be interesting to... Because, I mean, how Left 4, Left 4 Dead 2 is now like 15 years old or something absurd like that. Yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to get a more modern take on that. Um, I'm pretty intrigued, pardon me, by the like the different like card system like perk style stuff which on one hand kind of lame because it's sort of the whole um microtransaction-y bullcrap <laughs> but on the other hand from at least what was in the alpha that we played a while back on stream it wasn't too um invasive so i'll have to take your word for that yeah i mean it was pretty cool um, the way that you could like custom tailor your perks for your playstyle, as opposed to Left 4 Dead 2, where everyone played the same and your only options were which guns you picked up. Oh yeah, having a party system or class system is really nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's fun. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Also, uh, speaking of fun parties, we've got the Jackbox Party Pack 8 coming out on October 14th, and you know what that means, Zyber. That means that my bachelor party's going to be wicked. Yeah, well, true. I, I was going to say that means on the 15th, the community bombing run is going to be Jackbox Party Pack 8. So look forward to that this Friday. Uh, that is coming to PS4 and 5, all of the Xboxes, the Switch, and the PC. What are you getting it on, Zyber? Well, I have all seven on PC, and Haley has all of them on the, her Switch. So we'll probably just do the same thing, just get on PC and Switch. One for portable and one for at home? Yeah, I mean, it worked a lot better when I had a laptop. (laughs) (laughs) True. Although, depending on where your bachelor party is going to be, you can just HDMI from your computer to a larger screen. Yeah, see, that's the issue, is that my computer is in a different room than the best room for TV well, you know what? That's why I was. Before that's me- why we plan on eventually getting a Chromecast, so we can just Chromecast, Chromecast things. I was gonna say, before this weekend, just invest in a hundred foot HDMI cable. <laughs> that's also an option. I could connect it to this TV behind me, which is actually the plan for like eventually stuff. But for a bachelor party, I'd want it to be in the main room. Yeah, of course. Much much more entertaining space, I'm sure. But also, it's a small game, so I could just log on to someone else's computer and install Quick, it, too. Quickly download it, yeah. Yeah, because so I've had a friend do that on my computer. He logged onto his own Steam and downloaded the, the Jail Escape Room game and played it with me. 
if you have the same account logged into Steam, you can do um, streaming from your desktop to the laptop that's logged in. I don't exactly know how to set it up, but I know it's a feature that they have available. So. I could also just use Haley's laptop because I could probably play Jackbox. Or you could do that. Jackbox is not exactly a very intensive title. Yeah. Um, also, but on yeah, super excited because like two of them are like drawing related. One is like I think similar to role models, which I'm a huge fan of. That one was pretty cool. Uh, we were recently on the stream trying to play. And I think we actually did manage to go through and at least do one game each of every Jackbox game through all seven party packs. At least once. Most. Well, I don't think we got through some of the like first ones, so that's just because they're not designed for more than four people or something like that. Yeah, the early ones we, did, we had too many people for, and the later ones were like, well, we've already played a bunch of these because they're actually fun. <laughs> uh, there was some good ones in the, in the we, first Yeah, we ones. found some cool new ones. Um, I actually didn't pay attention to what was coming out in this pack because I was like, I'm going to get it anyway, and it'll be more fun to just sort of experience it. So I'm I think it fun. looks pretty promising. Like, I think there's like more than three ones that we'll probably like playing because three seems to be like the biggest number of games per pack we like. Yeah, and there's usually about five, yeah. six, five or six per uh, per pack, I think. Uh, also on Friday coming out, cr the Crisis Remastered Trilogy for PS4, 5, all Xboxes, Switch, uh, amusingly enough. Who would have thought PC. that Switch could run Crisis? That was the joke I was thinking of. <laughs> Thank you for picking that up. <laughs> um, and then also on October 15th, NHL 22, coming to PS4 and 5 and all of the Xboxes. Who would have thought that the Switch could not run NHL? But but can run Crisis. I didn't look this up because I don't actually care. That's just that's the short answer to it. Um, I don't know if Crisis Remastered Trilogy on Switch is one of the cloud games or if it will be an actual game game. And uh, either way, it's run uh, on Switch. Let's see here. Can't run Crisis though. Uh, and I, 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 I'm gonna steal a little bit of thunder. I found it really entertaining during the most recent uh, Smash Brothers Direct when uh, Sakurai made the uh, Doom joke of, and I hear mm -hmm. it can run on any computer, and I was just like, ha, ah, that's that's funny. So apparently, apparently, Switch owners can only opt to buy Crisis Two Remastered and Crisis Three Remastered individually. Oh. But, although each will eventually receive its own dedicated disc release, so it's not Cloud, at least. And it's not technically the trilogy, it's... Yeah, it doesn't even mention the first game at all. That's weird. Oh, wait, here we go. Original Crisis Remastered. Yep, yeah, okay. Hmm. So again, it's not really the trilogy. It's a trilogy in the sense that there's three of them and they're remastered. But and they're all coming out on the same day. Yeah. But they're not packaged together. And you have to wait longer to get the physical releases. Uh, it's a weird digital only timed exclusive question mark. 
don't know. <laughs> it's like it's not like they have to wait for chips to bake them. I don't think. But whatever. <clears throat> um. Yeah, those are the games coming out. Not not a not a spectacular selection, but a fun fun two games at least. <laughs> it, I mean, this is like the the great week for party games. It seems or yeah. multiplayer games at least. I would kind of. I I think I would classify Back for Blood as a party game. No nah, man, it's, it's only for the serious, serious gamers. Yeah, super serious, dude, bro. Serious games for serious people. Let's talk about your weekly bomb. The weekly bomb, where we have different news items and determine if it's a bomb or the bomb. Well, yeah. as we all know, something super serious happened this past week that everyone was highly expecting to happen. The Facebook crash. No. Sora finally made it into Smash Bros. Whoa! Sora from the Kingdom Hearts is in Smash Brothers? Yeah, that thing that so many people are all like, oh, it's never going to happen because Disney is Disney. And then, like, that that's all they had for an argument. And they wouldn't take any kind of <laughs> anything against that. It won't happen because Disney's Disney. Cool. You... I actually saw one argument where at first they were saying, like, uh, Dis... Or... Disney won't allow Sora into Smash, even if Sakurai wants it. And then they flipped it around to Sakurai won't allow Sora into Smash because Disney will force their Disney characters into it. And I go, well, which is it? <laughs> For, I, which is funny because it's just Sora with no Disney properties. Period. Yeah. So, like, they had the stained glass heart things of the characters in it. And they actually took Donald and Goofy out of Sora's stained glass. They did. That, yeah, when he, in that announcement for the director, he was like, oh, I want you to experience the final Smash for yourself. Side note, they later in the direct showed it anyway. Well, I think that's what he was saying, was like he wanted you to just watch it instead of him describe it or something. Well, either way, um, I honestly, when he was like, oh, we're not going to show it, I was like, does it? Does the final Smash have Donald and Goofy for that brief amount of time in the final smash because that would yeah. have been pretty cool it was and so then, strange that everyone assumed it was going to be trinity limit which is like well then they gotta have donald goofy i go well they could just not have trinity limit be yeah the final smash on admittedly the the actual final smash is pretty lame it it, it is yeah. yeah it's like it's <laughs> it the because really like i could tell from the video that Sakurai is a huge fan of at least the first Game Hearts game because he went to so much detail and exclamation that he never has done before with the other characters. And what I loved about that in general, not just his, like, kind of, let's be honest, geeking out over the first Kingdom Hearts in the presentation, uh -huh. is that all of the, almost all of the stuff around Sora's inclusion is stuff that's more Kingdom Hearts 1 than any of the it other was. Kingdom Hearts. He included uh, alternate, like, design outfits, whatever they're called, of Sora from other games. But literally everything about the gameplay and such was Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, yeah. he was describing the abilities from the first game that they then used for his um, moves in Smash Bros. I'm just like, heck yeah. Well, I, I am so on board because that's when Kingdom Hearts was way more... It was cooler, frankly. Oh, yeah, uh, the first game is definitely still my favorite, and so it's really nice to see this what amounts to being a love letter to that it first is. game. 
it is such a love letter to Kingdom Hearts 1, and I am totally for it. I also enjoyed all of the different jokes coming uh, about the fact that now uh, Sora and Sephiroth are both in King, uh, Kingdom Hearts in Smash Brothers. I mean, they did that during... So, like, so they have, like, the video of his introduction, and then there's afterwards his gameplay footage of him, which is supposed to be tacked onto the end of that video, and a part of it is him fighting Sephiroth yeah. and very much a Kingdom Hearts 2 Sephiroth fight-looking yep. thing. Yeah, it was good. I love it. Uh, people are people have been memeing like Sephiroth being like, uh, not him. Yeah. Although I, I, I also saw the other way around where Sephiroth is just like, hey, Sora, dodge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sephiroth fighting Kingdom Hearts. I mean, Rock. just looking at Sora's gameplay, like how he moves, I'm so excited. Because like, I'm a Ness main, and he's also really floaty. So I'm just like, yes, another floaty character that looks a lot of fun. I'm going to main him. The aerial floatiness of Sora was absurd. Like, his recovery <clears throat> looked <laughs> bonkers. So he does this down there, which actually sends him like flying downward. And he gets to the bottom of the screen, and he just jumps back up. And then with the um the side B triple dash, the uh, horizontal yeah, the... recovery is also absurd. Yeah, so like he first used that at some point before he started talking about the special attacks. I just saw like, did Sora just do a bayonetta? What the heck was that? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, and I I I think as Sakurai said in the direct, like. Sora was the number one requested character in the Who Do You Want in Smash uh, survey that they had uh -huh. two years ago or whenever that was. I mean, that was... No, that was for the 3DS and Wii U version still, so that was a while ago. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because like, that was the one where they got Bayonetta from the European poll in. And we've got Bayonetta. Uh-huh, so it's just like... People saying that no one was asking for him. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Objectively incorrect. Uh-huh. It just took them this long. I understand them omitting that information, too, because it would have been bad if everyone was like, come on, Disney, allow him in. Yeah, as Sakurai said, the pressure that would have been on those other studios would have been gross because, again, the Smash community kind of sucks, let's be honest. Yeah, and like people being like, uh, oh, it's just another JRPG sword fighter. I mean, for one thing, <laughs> stop saying sword fighter. I mean, Byleth isn't a sword fighter. He uses literally every weapon. But also, uh, like, the first Kingdom Hearts game is so platform heavy, which is something I really miss with the later on games. Yeah, there's, so it's like, <laughs> and the way that they implemented his moveset is so not a sword fighter. Uh-huh. All, all the things that he does. It's it's a like you said a Ness, there's Ness in there, there's Kirby and and Meta Knight in there, and if you're going to call Meta Knight a sword fighter, I can't help you. You're you're lost to us. I just saw Haley message me. There is uh Avatar the Last Airbender official cookbook coming out. That's awesome. Cabbages. Cabbages. Anyway, <laughs> people um, that don't like Sora, sorry, there's just a lot of people that really want him in. I think this was a really, really good final DLC character. Because, like, really, th super... there's no one that would have gone majority of people or 
enough people happy i don't think i'm super happy that they saved sora for last because it's it feels like the right choice to end on uh-huh. if, he, if he had come any earlier it would have been like well where do we go from here because like when they had hero show up i was thinking like oh okay they're not gonna have sora then because hero is the square enix rep and they already have cloud too and then they brought sephiroth and i'm like yep they're probably not gonna have sora then so this it's was just- a big surprise to me that's, that's just too much too much squeenix oh that's fine this isn't a square enix this is disney is completely different <laughs> yeah uh whenever the whenever mario whipped out the lucky charm on the end of it at when he was doing that i was just like no way no way oh yeah and like they had the final scene of sora and mario shaking hands with everyone behind them i'm just like that is just such a powerful image. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Also, so someone is finally shorter than Sora. <laughs> oh, get wrecked, short Sora. I mean, that's just something I always comment on. Like, why are all the Kingdom Hearts characters so short? Like, they'll have the Final Fantasy characters, which are like five three to five ten or something like that, it's just standing so tall over Sora and Riku's like, characters. <laughs> Sora's like two feet tall if you compare yeah. them to the actual heights of the He's he's like <laughs> four five, four six or something. It's like yes, I understand that there's people that are actually that small, but it's weird that all of the Kingdom Hearts original characters or main protagonists anyway are that small. Yeah. And the fact that like it almost kind of made sense when he was like what ten in the first game, but he's he was like, fourteen. Bull crap. So he's like fifteen, maybe sixteen in Kingdom Hearts three, and he had a growth spurt, but it wasn't that big of one. He had a growth spurt of two inches. Congratulations! <laughs> he got taller than Goofy with that growth spurt. That's it. Uh, I don't think, I don't think there's anyone else that they could have picked for the final. For the final, final. Yeah. I mean, like, they could have had Cinderace, is what people were expecting for some reason. Dumb. We don't need more Pokemon. (laughs) That's as bad as adding more sword fighters. We don't. And especially we didn't need another fire type. Yeah, and we've already got Incineroar and Charizard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Infernoar? Incineroar. Incineroar. Uh, That's just, yeah. You know, the final evolution of the cat, yeah. Ugh. Anyways, I think this, that is this... the bomb, the biggest bomb. I can't, I can't, I completely understand and also can't fathom the people that complain about this. This is the bomb. There's always people complaining, but it's well, also yeah. the bomb because it's finally over. People can freaking shut up about the DLC characters. You say that, but now people are going to be like, so uh, what's up with the next Smash Brothers? Unfortunately, you're right. People are I know I'm right. It is so stupid. It's like, give Sakura a break. We don't need another Smash Brothers. Look, who knows when the next console is going to be? Yeah, what do you mean the next one? Like, you, you still have all of these characters from this one. Play the game you got. Or... Just go play Nintendo, Nintendo, go play Nickelodeon, go play, Melee. <laughs> go play Nickelodeon All-Star Brawls or All oh, Brawls or Star Brawl or whatever I've, the heck. I've been watching footage of that. It just looks so unclean compared to Smash Bros. Yeah, for real. My goodness. Anyways, uh, what's what's your weekly bomb? Uh, my weekly bomb is an article that I pulled up on IGN. Headline is... 
Pokemon Legends Arceus map looking less likely to be fully open world. Dun dun dun. Not a uh, not a uh, Breath of the Wild like as everyone thought. Okay, so my initial take on that is good. I don't <laughs> like fully open worlds. I prefer worlds that like, yes, they want you to explore, but like you'll run into things you're all like, oh, I can't get past here until some certain time. That's fine. Like, I guess I'll go explore somewhere else and find what I need to get over here instead. <coughs> it's like like Metroid or even Ocarina of Time. That's that kind of style of thing. Of, I mean, technically, our grand time it does. Sorry, I'm thinking of Ocarina of Time randomizer. Actually, yeah, you were, <laughs> your brain went crazy there for a second, and I didn't know where you were going with that. Well, like, I mean, there's still elements of Ocarina of Time that do that. Like when you can either go to the Fire Temple or the Water Temple or Spirit or Shadow, whatever that kind of thing. Where like, <coughs> sorry, it's sick here. I'm dying. As where, we do on this show. Or Metroid style, where, like, yes, you're exploring. You have this big, giant world, but you don't know where, you know, you don't know where you need to go. You don't know what you need to get to some areas, but you do run into, you know, what looks like a dead end. But it turns out it's not, because you just have to go find an item or something or other to get to there. So, like, semi-open. <coughs> what, what, what used to be called open world before sandbox games started being called open world of the like you have options but you're still guided down a particular path as opposed to there's no guide do what you want bye yeah and that's the kind of thing that i just don't care for those kinds of games yeah well uh the article goes on in the actual body to say um there's a quote from the pokemon company themselves which I'm just going to read so you can react as you like. In Pokemon Legends Arceus, Jubilife Village will serve as the base for surveying missions. After receiving an assignment or a request and preparing for their next excursion, players will set out from the village to study one of the various open areas of the Hisui region. After they finish the survey work, players will need to return once more to prepare for the next task. Uh, which IGN goes on to liken it, and it does sound like this, to very similar to games in the Monster Hunter franchise, where you have your hub world and you go out on a particular mission in an open area to do said mission, then come back to your hub world, go out into the open areas, so on and so forth. Okay, so is that the kind of thing where, like, more areas open up as you do missions, or, like... Areas are all there, but your mission specifically once you go to specific areas. Presumably one of those two options. I would imagine <laughs> I would imagine probably as you survey more, you'll uncover more of the map, which will uncover more areas that future missions will be in. Like you, you know, that would make sense. Yeah. And like they it's all... a Pokemon game. They're gonna have levels. You can't just go to a level ninety nine Pokemon area at the beginning. No. Yeah, it's still an RPG. So, yeah, they're saying it's going to be similar more to, like, the Monster Hunter series or, like, how things worked in Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where it's open. So play that game. Yeah, it's open, but it's still 
section into areas, which I kind of am into a little bit. I, I enjoy, like you were saying with like your Ocarina of Time randomizer and those styles of games where you can go anywhere, but there are definitely specific areas that you are supposed to be going right now mm-hmm. as opposed to just go. Well, it's like, like the infamous games or Sunset Overdrive where technically you do have this giant city that you could try to get to everywhere, although some games you, can't, you still can't do that, but like, what's, there's not much point in doing that and you'll just get destroyed stomped yeah so i mean initial gut reaction i think that a lot of people might have to this headline is that this is a bomb boo how could this open world pokemon (laughs) game not be open world but i think honestly zyber you've you've pulled me around with your point about guided open openness I, I think I might say this is a, a good thing. I think this is the bomb. Yeah, like I, I think the thing about me. the thing about uh, just straight up open world is, are they really going to give you much point or incentive to visit area you've already been to before compared to the guided one where oh it turns out that you need to go somewhere else and find something to get further through this area that you're currently exploring, or and like it gives you find, that incentive yeah. to re-explore and such instead of just. Uh, oh, this person is telling me to go back here even though it's a low-level area or something. Why would I go back there just to talk to another person and then leave again? Yeah. The <clears throat> the uh, sort of Metroid-style, like, and new things are available as opposed to go here because quest. Yep. You got me. You you You, you looped me on that. I like that. Awesome. Because, like, that was an issue I actually had in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which, overall, it's a great game, but the entire city is open to you instantly, and my first thought was, look at all these areas that I can take over, because, like, it's got those, you know, turf war kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so I just spent most of the game trying to do that, and then there were, like, some ones where they had, like, optional criteria like oh you gotta do this while using this thingy that i've never heard of before well it turns out i was supposed to get that thingy in the main quest that i've just been neglecting yeah um ghost of tsushima is sort of kind of an assassin's creed like in that vein of certain things open up when you get different traversal items that are tied to the main quest and uh, I really like Ghost of Tsushima is basically all I'm trying to get out there. <laughs> um, yeah, that, so that's the weekly bomb. And for once, we had two things that were the bomb. That's exciting. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it could be bad. But for now, I would say that it's definitely not a bomb, at least, to me. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, so, Zyber. Yep. I... Uh, basically unilaterally during conversation we were having on the discord which again join the discord link below talk about weird stuff like what i'm about to talk about we were talking about for some reason uh stalkers on the discord i don't entirely remember how it came up I, there was way too much text in that area so i didn't yeah. read it i don't I don't, I don't i don't know how this came up but we were talking about um stalkers and how Sometimes stalkers get obsessed and write weird, creepy poetry 
and send them to the victim of their stalking, and it's not cool. However, when it is cool is when it's specifically requested. So I I, I specifically requested some of our Discord members to email us stalker poetry about the bombers. to, To write a poem or some form of verse about be them stalking us bombers because we all know we're popular we're we're really good looking folks here on the bombers we've got uh-huh. stalkers sure. it happens and, and uh we we actually got two stalker poems written about us and emailed to us this is bombers at gmail.com that's amazing it is for really funny um so if you log into the Gmail and go there, uh, I would like to read one of them, and I want you to read the other one, since we got two and there's two of us. Okay. Sound, sound good? Yep. So uh, go ahead, and uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to read first? Uh, you can read first. All right. I'm going to pull up. We have here a stalker poem from Oshi, um, Ocean Voyager, on the Discord, uh, which was written as uh, titled The Stalker Sonnet. So it's in a sonnet style. Ready? Let me let me just uh, let me straighten up here and get into sort of a gotta look presentable. Yeah, presentation stance. All right, the stalker sonnet by Ocean Voyager. That gorgeous smile, which never leaves your face, just fleeting views, has kept me up all night. Your voice, which drips exotic spice and lace which spills out from my heavy phone so bright. But even though I see your face so clear, mine still remains a shadow in the dark. I'm just a small statistic in your ear. My insignificance will leave no mark. A data leak, your address on display. No time to wait or take the next part slow. You scream and lose your smile along the way. I feel your life force trickle out below. The neighbor's curtains twitch, a siren screams, but they're too late. You're mine, and in my dreams. Beautiful. I would well snap my fingers if I could. I can. I'll set my wrist. That's terrifying. That. I can't, but maybe they can. <laughs> well, that's the the stalker sonnet from Ushi. Wow. The stalker sonnet. From Oshi, uh, pretty creepy, pretty stalkery. Um, sounds and honestly sounds like it was written from the point of view of you, Zyber, uh, taking some of our viewers into the basement to listen to our podcast. That's probably it. They're listening to our podcast and they they lose their smile as I drag them away. As you do. <laughs> All right. So this one from Kebby uh, has a preface. This poem is terrible, but it's written and you should read it aloud so everyone else can suffer too. As, I mean, that's what poems are for, right? For suffering. I <clears throat> can't argue. All right. So this one I haven't read yet, so it's just going to be completely blind here. I once knew three dudes who game. They made a small plan to gain fame. They call themselves bombers, so grant them some honor and raise to the skies their names. Lest you know not whose name you should curse, Spiegel is bomber the first. He lends to fish. Fake fest is his dish, and long about music he'll verse. Piddle is Bomber the second, 
on the podcast they all beckon. Listen ye close, for he speaks the most. Silence is his ultimate weapon. <laughs> Bomber the third is called Zyber. He pushes the others to go higher. Fear him in Hyrule. He'll make Ganon mule, proving himself as a fighter. Dag is Bomber number five. On the attention of streaming, he thrives. He's got cool hair, plays Bomdu with bear, beer, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and all Gemma's art he buys. You may ask, where is Bomber the fourth? Did they pack their bags and go north? But in truth, it's the friends the bombers do tend. So you too are a bomber by birth. Fourth. Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> got my got my bear and my borth. That was good, though. That was great. that was fun. I I enjoyed that. Well done, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you to both of you. Um, snap, if snap, you two snap. listening, oh yeah, snap, snap, snap. <clears throat> If you two listening would like to write a bombers stalker poem, uh, we probably won't read it anymore because we might. Yeah, the moment is. It depends on how good it is. If you write a really good one, we'll probably read it on air, or send it to us and we'll giggle about it because, <laughs> I mean, those are really good. I giggled at both of those. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, how, how far into the recording? Oh, we're getting close to the end of the episode. You want, let's, let's end off with some Minish Recap, as we do. As we do. As we do. Um, what'd you do? What, what, what have you done recently for your Minish Recap? Uh, let's see here. I've been sick. Gross. <coughs> I don't want to talk about that. Don't and... better working on wedding stuff oh Haley and i got our marriage license today oh congratulations yep so we we had to get that within 60 days of the wedding so we have that ready the person nice. actually was all like whoa it's early and we're all like the statute it's... says yeah it's like what do people usually get the day before or something <laughs> which we want to get out of the way <laughs> might as well do it yeah, especially since we had to take the day off because, you know... Courthouse is only open during weekdays. During... Business hours. During business hours, yeah. Yep. Um, other than that, uh, Metroid Dread came out the day of this recording. And yeah. so, initially we had pre-ordered the regular version of it because I didn't know there was a collector's edition. Thank you Are for... You no. So thank you people in the Discord talking about it. So... Oh. Uh, we asked the GameStop we went to if they had it. They said no, but they found out that the store in City Over had it, so we transferred that pre-order to the Arceus Legends instead, and then I drove over there and got the collector's edition. Nice. Yes, and it is so big. I sent a picture to the video game channel in Discord. It is almost the size of a PS5. It's Xbox huge. <laughs> it's bigger than, it's taller than and wider than the Xbox, but not, <laughs> but not Z. I guess the Z is smaller. <laughs> yeah, I haven't it opened was, it was... yet because I knew if I opened it, then I wouldn't want to be recording this right now. <laughs> right, uh, Hamaru actually opened his, and I think he posted a bunch of photos of the contents, like an unboxing, on uh, in the the video games there. So, right. yeah. It, I'm I'm so excited for this game. My first uh, Metroid game. I really hope it wasn't Other M. <laughs> it might have been. Your first Metroid game was Other M. Yeah, it was either that's that that's... or Metroid Fusion. 
Fusion would be a much better choice. Oh, it's a much better game. Which yeah, but... Dread does... I'm excited to actually play it. It does look to be more fusion-y than, mm-hmm. uh, than other Emmy, at least. <laughs> I do remember now, I played Metroid Fusion back when, you know, stores had Game Boy... The demo Just units? Demo units, yeah. And so Metro Fusion at one point was one of the games on there. And so I played it that way. I eventually finished it by my friend having the Ambassador program on his 3DS. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I bought the 3DS just a bit too late for that, sadly. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I had Metro Fusion back when it first came out, Game Boy Advance. Unfortunately, first... I didn't know about it back then. Yeah, it was one of the first games that I quote-unquote speed ran, as it were, because I did end up doing a sub-two-hour any percent nice. uh, file. In preparation, like, f- four or so months ago, I did go through all the 2D Metroid games. Nice. Wow. So, so I am ready. I ended up playing AM2R instead of replaying the Semis Returns remake. Although I do want to play that again at some point. It was fun. Have you Have you played any of the uh, Samus Returns remake? Yeah, I did. That That yeah. was that was, I played it when it came out, the 3DS one. Okay. And then I played AM2R this time a few months ago. Which one did you prefer? I actually prefer the 3DS game interesting just because it i mean it added more to it while still feeling like a metroid game when i felt like am2r was just kind of too super metroidy but i thought the super metroid was better than it fair enough i can see that yeah uh anything else for your for your recap or should i roll into mine uh so i got dead by daylight a week ago and i ended up playing it for a bit I did three or four matches, and so Dead by Daylight is where you have one person playing as an iconic movie monster, uh, sometimes the actual monster, sometimes generic version of it, yeah. uh, and then you got four people who are survivors, that their goal is to fix enough of the generators that they're able to open up the door to escape, and the movie monster's goal is to kill them, kill basically. Them. basically. They... Uh, Attack them. Multiplayer, yeah. Yeah, so they attack the survivors, and when they're knocked down, they can carry them to a hook and hook them. And after the third time being hooked, they just automatically die. Or but... if they're on the hook for long enough, because the <clears throat> other survivors are supposed to come in and unhook them yeah. before the sacrifice is completed. So, anyways, uh, every match we got completely thrashed. The first two matches really sucked because, like, I got hooked three times before anyone else got hooked a second time. Usually the monster character is sympathetic and will just leave you alone after knocking you down if they see that they've already hooked you twice but haven't, like, hooked anyone else yet. These two people didn't care at all and just killed me. They were bullying you. Yeah, basically. Like, especially because, like, I wasn't even in the same area. Like, I was trying to get away from them and they just kept finding me. Well, that's just bad luck. Yeah, and so I was just having bad luck the entire time, basically. The third game, we we all got terribly thrashed. It was really <laughs> it was really awful. The guy actually took pity because I was about to fix an engine, and I was just like, I don't care, just kill me as I'm fixing it. He actually just stood there, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so then the engine did a quick-time reaction thing where I'm supposed to hit the button at a specific time to make it continue, otherwise it will 
explode basically and so i didn't notice that was happening so i exploded and the guys all like you can't right. do this right and then killed all me all right <laughs> so was, mercy killing at that point i was playing with a guy that i've watched him stream it a few times and like <laughs> it usually goes a lot better for him so so he was just like oh man cyber i'm so sorry your first time playing it <laughs> this was the result i i have owned that game now for like months and months. We gotta and play I have, it. At I have some yet point. to even launch it. My big thing looking at it is, I'm like, I want to play it with five friends. I don't want to <laughs> play with randos. I know it'd be fun to be at least four friends, and then the monster is a rando, maybe. Potentially, but you could but... get that like sweaty tryhard who just like stances on you the whole time. Yeah, but rather... like, I think it's more important for the survivors to be a Teamwork. party together. Just because, like, yeah, you, I mean, if the monsters are random and you hate them, at least you're hating them together or something. If True. it's if it's one of the survivors, then that's just even more sour, I think. Yeah, I like, um, I, I've watched Achievement Hunter play the game, and I like the way that they've done it, where they, they like, are all on voice <laughs> chat together, and the monster's running around, like, taunting them, and they're, like, having <laughs> fun with it, you know? That, that does sound fun. Yeah. But, like, from watching the person I watch stream it, it seems like... In order for everyone to have the most fun, the monster does need to, like, I have noticed that there are, like, these unspoken rules that people have to do in order to get the most enjoyment out of it. Yeah, like, don't camp. Yeah, no camping, don't kill someone back to back to back, to and back, such to like back, that. To back, to back. And so, like, it can be daunting for a newcomer that doesn't know these things, though, because, like, people can, like, get mad at you, report you, maybe, or something. Yeah, there's etiquette. Yeah. But, like, if if those things with unspoken rules work, it works so well. Like, it's like they're practically designing an actual horror movie. Like, to get the audience watching them play this, get the most enjoyment. Right. It's like, the monster can win, but it has to be, like, you know, really close or something. Or the survivors can win, but it's really boring if the monster doesn't get a bunch of kills or, like, doesn't stab them all at the end right before they escape. Yeah, the the whole, the asymmetrical nature of it sort of does play to that. I will say, it sucked my first match. The monster was someone who's invisible until they appear right next to you. And so that was just kind of like a, why does this exist? That's OP. I can't even, like, my heartbeat doesn't even beat until he visibly appears. And until he's already stabbing you. Yeah. And then, of course, like, you know, monsters are faster than survivors while they're running and such. Otherwise, the monster would never reach you. And so yeah. there's also plenty of times where I'm just running around and I'm never finding any boxes to push down to block them or, like, windowsills to jump general. over. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. But I do want to keep playing it at some point. We should We should organize some sort of bombers group play of it at some point yeah i um i'm gonna talk about my stuff now i actually just last <laughs> night before this recording booted up Splitgate, which is the like halo meets portal right uh, yeah. shoot, shooter game literally does and, look like halo and portal yeah I, it doesn't quite it looks like halo meets portal but it plays sort of more like not quite halo but it, uh, like a quake or uh doom 2016 multiplayer like that kind of 
feel to it although it does have the whole like regenerating health etc the portal thing is really cool game's fun i am definitely gonna play more of it i really like the way that the portaling around is not built as like the game portal with puzzles and all that it's more just an added level of mobility and like you, you can only portal to specific surfaces so you have to like always be aware of where the portals are around you and what routes are you taking through the map to to portal around to to you know flank the enemy and that kind of stuff where it's it's just really there's a lot of situational awareness coolness and the on the fly creating new routes through the map and you know you'll be getting shot out by a guy who you are shooting in the back through a portal but he's shooting <laughs> you in the back because he's behind you and it's just it's wild it's pretty fun i got your back no i've got your back well i've got your wait do we have a what's happening but who's got our fronts there are there is no front anymore it's just all back up in here uh so that game's pretty cool hmm. I, I will be playing and you know me i like shooter games so it's definitely up my alley for some reason <laughs> yeah I, I i love to hate shooter games i don't know what's wrong with me uh one thing that i found really cool about this game which is a rare exception for me i actually i actually liked the shotgun Interesting. Which is normally the gun that I complain about the most in shooter games, but it felt good in this game. Like, if I got killed by a shotgun, it didn't feel cheap, and I actually was able to kill people with the shotgun, so it didn't... Like, it, it just it felt like a well-designed gun for once. Yeah, there was some game I played recently where I just realized the shotgun was completely pointless. I don't remember what it was, though. It was probably uh, literally any shooter game. Well, no, it really depends. <laughs> oh, I think it was it was Apex, actually. Oh, yeah, the shotguns in, in Apex are, like... Yeah, because we played that on stream, like, two weeks ago. And you were complaining about how the shotguns were just like, why are these here? Yeah. They're completely useless in the early game, and you never make it to the late <clears throat> game to use them when you're in close quarters. Yeah, there's there's been, like, a few times where... I've been, the only thing I have is a shotgun, and you or someone else I'm playing with has, like, sniper or assault and something, and we somehow just make it to the end, and then we win, because somehow I get behind the other people. <laughs> we, I do remember there were a couple of games we used to play back in the day where I would snipe from afar and keep their attention, and you just sneak up and <clears throat> blam, blam. Yeah. And that when, when you get it to work like that, yeah, sure, it's fun. But it's hard to get it to work like that. Mm -hmm. So you need um, to did, have a I, reason to be able to get close. On the other hand, Fortnite has that reason, but I hate Fortnite's reason. I just I don't like Fortnite's gameplay, and the 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 building stuff and all of that is just. It's not a gimmick, but it's not a form of play that I think is fun. I think like something like TF2 is a better reason to end up being close range with other people. I I need a shooter game like that because games where like you're expected to be really far away from people, I just not good at them. Yeah. TF2 was nice specifically because of the effort that Valve put into the actual map construction and building the different lanes. How, you know, there's somewhere 
it is good to be a sniper on this lane, but on this lane, you want to be a pyro or a scout with your short range. And, it, you know, they, they really balanced, like, the map building in TF2 was going <coughs> ah. Dying again? I've been dying for the past three days. I've been dying my entire life. No, I started dying when I turned 18. That's when my body stops growing, right? Is that I don't there's someone with science let us know how we're wrong about whenever you start dying and we'll completely ignore it We will mostly ignore it um, Also Zyber I did we're running out of time This is probably gonna be the last thing we say on the episode Maybe we'll find out keep listening for the next I mean you can look at the timestamp below and figure it out I wanted to talk to you about Marvel's what if because that did just wrap up this week we appear to be out of time, so maybe we'll... What uh, if back. we didn't? What if Bombers talked about Marvel's what if? That's not this universe. You're, you're, the only way you would hear that episode is if you were the Watcher and looking into a different uh, universe. Because the episode's over now. But what if it wasn't? Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop recording. Uh.